What's going on everybody? It's Christian Palmer here at Off The Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration. Today I'm joined by an inspirational entrepreneur who noticed that her six-figure career wasn't enough. She took destiny into her own hands to pursue her passion. She's the co-founder at The Table, an underground dining experience that creates spaces for people to make you feel at home. Without further ado, here's Off The Cuff with Munzi Uden. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's a pleasure to see you and a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm Absolutely. so excited for yes. this. Tell me more about the idea behind the table and where did the idea develop from? So um, the, the table is basically, it's a underground dining concept and it's also, it, more importantly, it's a creative collective that aims to bridge diners together through shared experiences over the course of a family meal. And um, we call it the table because if you think about it, a lot of your relationships, friendships, people that you've met in your life that you've gotten so close to, it all happens at a table over some bomb ass food. And that's the vibe that we try to put out every time we host our dinners. But the table basically started uh, through Harvey and Mai, who's my partner, also my boyfriend. Uh, it's just an organic bond through our love for food and just trying to grow as individuals. So when I met him, I had recently just left my job and I started the, uh, my journey of just self-development. And um, I had noticed that Harvey was in the restaurant industry and I wanted to get into that. So it was a connection that I tried to make on my end just to learn and just observe what's in that world because I don't come from that world. Absolutely. And I just wanted to um, just start creating connections so I can learn. And to my knowledge and surprise, he actually was on the same path. He had um, quit his job two years ago, and he started, um, you know, going on this journey of, you know, figuring out what is it that he's passionate about, what is it that um, really fulfills his soul. And the funny thing is, he told me he was like, "What you, what you're going through is something that I've already gone through, and I'm still going through every single day." So from that point on, it was a great friendship that was created just from like learning together we would just like um cook do program we were just trying to figure out what is it that we're passionate about and what is that next level um uh, of a journey that we can jump into and from that we just started cooking because he comes from the restaurant industry and i've always had a love for food and we started cooking on instagram and people were seeing it and people were like yo we want to try so i was like why don't we host a dinner? Let's just host a dinner party and let's just see how it goes. And we started with Thai cooking because I've always loved Thai food and Harvey never had Thai food. So for me, it was like, yo, let me see if I could challenge myself to really learn Thai cuisine and make it as authentic as possible. So with that, um, we hosted our first dinner with 18 people, some of our close friends and family. And it was such a great success that there were so many people who were like DMing me and like, yo, we want to seat at the table. Like, when's the next one? And from that point on, we just started hosting dinners back to back. And before you know it, we've done like 15 dinners now. And yeah. Um, Which more, I had the pleasure of attending. Yes, you, thank right? you for support. Yeah, but the real reason we 
created the table was just we wanted to we noticed that through our the journey through the storytelling of what we're going through in our journey we were able to um, connect with a lot of our diners and guests that comes in and a lot of them are facing the same struggles that we went through and are still continuing and sometimes it's nice to hear someone else that you know that took that leap of faith that pushed themselves to the next level that kind of inspires you to do that as well so our main mission with the table is to really create a platform for people um, to come together, um, share their stories as well over food, and really make connections that will help them in their journey to do whatever it is that they want. And that's the biggest thing. So at the table, we say a creative collective because um, even though I, for me, it's the cooking, for someone else on my team, it's marketing. For mm. someone else, it's photography. Someone is, you know, um, storytelling. Sure. And it's like, Food is the one thing that brings us all together. So why don't we use this platform to really pursue our passion and see if we can like make it into something bigger? So absolutely, yeah. well, wow. Um, in regards to the leap of faith, I know I want to hone in on that really quick. Um, tell me more. How do you prepare yourself to take that leap of faith? So for me, I think it's just I'm a person who's very calculated, and for me, it's like I need um, resets. Mm. So I need like that first of the year, the first of the month, you know. And in this scenario, it was 25. When I turned 25, it was like mid-quarter life right. crisis <laughs> that a lot of, of us course. go through. So it was just like, holy shit, you know, I'm 25, and I have. Um, I'm grateful that I was able to check off a lot of my goals. Mm but I realized I wasn't living up to my full potential. So that I just, I don't know, for me personally, I just used that, not my, that number, that 25 number was like, okay, it's time to change stuff around. And it was just like, do I want to live the next 25 years like how I was living? And I think that comes with like also like self-realization that you have to really hone in on you as a person and really um, peel those onions. And those are, that's hard, you know, you have to really peel the onion and really, uh, evaluate yourself and look at all your flaws and I think for until 25 I knew there was a lot of things about me that I didn't like personally mm-hmm. that I kind of just shunned it in the corner and just like not think about it so for me 25 was like you know what I'm gonna reset my life and I'm gonna start doing that by tackling all these things that I don't like about myself that I want to change that I think will in the end make me a better person make mm-hmm. me a better version of myself so right. It was that leap of faith with that number that I was just like, I turned 25, I was like, fuck this shit, quitting my job, jumping into the world of unknowns and just really trying to free fly it through because everything until now is all calculated. Jeez. I don't take risks. I'm not a risk taker. I'm, I'm surprised I'm in this you know, <laughs> field. It terrifies mm-hmm. me to death, but I knew I needed to take those um, comfort wings off my shoulder to mm-hmm. really you know, fly and yeah. And you're soaring. You're flying. <sighs> I'm hoping. I'm like, I'm like soaring and crashing and soaring. So. But as long as you're getting back up, and that's yeah. what's most powerful. Um, where was entrepreneurship on the list? It was nowhere on the list. It really? was nowhere on the list at all. Like I said, I don't take risks. And I just think entrepreneurship is like, I, I still believe it to this day. It's like, I personally don't think I'm an entrepreneur because I just feel like you really have to have that drive and dedication and I think right now in my journey I'm trying to get to that level Mm. like I'm still battling with my old self which is like you know who just really likes calculating things and um for me it's like really believing and um and just believing in yourself and I don't think I've done that 
um, until now because it's just like, um, I guess, damn, that's a hard question. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> where, where was entrepreneurship on your list of goals? It was, ne- so, okay, it was never on the list, um, but it was something that I had to figure out as I go on my journey that this is, this is what entrepreneurial life is all about. Absolutely. And um, like I said, it, only the strongest survive in this world. And, and I don't think I qualify as one of them because I'm just a big critique on myself. Mm. So I'm just like, oh, I don't have the work ethics, like what an entrepreneur should be, but these are what I need to do to fix myself. So I don't know, catch me in five years and see if I answer that question. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me what you were doing before you pursued your passion into being an entrepreneur? Um, so, as you know, we went to college together. I was studying nanoengineering, and right after college, um, I pursued a career as a process engineer, and um, I went down to North Carolina, which is considered the east, um, the Silicon Valley of the East Coast. Mm. So a lot of tech companies down there, and um, I guess, in a way, it was a sense of accomplishment because I bust my ass in college to get there, and you know it too. Absolutely. And um, I did such a great job that first year. Like, I got promoted twice in one year, and usually it's up to a year to get promoted. Mm-hmm. So I had that sense of drive, that ambition, and that goal to like really just establish myself in the, like as the highest position as I can get coming in and I did that and I but you know I worked hard for it but then after that I just noticed I was getting stagnant I didn't have any interest I was trying to do the bare minimum to get by and it was just it was I missed home it was my first time living outside of New York City on my own outside of New York the state I'm going to the south where I don't know anybody I'm, I'm really like just starting new in a career so basically being in that adult world by yourself and it was great, you know, I started finding, I started learning more about myself and that's where I started really cooking a lot too. I noticed I had a, such a great passion. I started doing gardening, things that city oh, people wow. don't do. <laughs> okay. I had all this space in backyard, so I'm like, oh, I'm a garden. I go to farmer's market, chill with farmers. I go all, it was just like crazy. That life was amazing for me. And I used, I used to like soak up all my free time just cooking and just making new dishes, even though my like fridge was like, backed up with food i want to just create different dishes try different ingredients and stuff and i realized i had a lot more fun doing that than i did it with my job wow. so i think when i got closer to 25 i was just like i got i got i got promoted again and this time i didn't even want the promotion mm-hmm. i didn't even get asked it was just like a senior engineer that i was working under he left and i guess i inherited his role and it's probably the hardest one in the company and I was like fuck no I don't want to do that shit so um like at that point my life was already miserable because I'm spending like 80 90 hours a week Mm. at the job by myself you know just no friends no family nearby I was getting home I was getting homesick and um when I got that position I was just like oh I got a really like this is a hard position and I know nothing about this material so I had to like really force myself to relearn that. And it just took me back to college where I was just going through college, pushing myself to learn a material that I had no passion in. And it was mm. miserable. And it was like, oh fuck, I had to do that again. So at that point I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. And I, I, this is where it comes into having control. I told myself, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go for an MBA at Columbia. That's what I told myself to make myself feel better. And that, with that being said, that's how I left the 
company and are just like, I'm going to go get an MBA. I, I should be in business or that's like the next level that I need to go to probably get a position or a job that I'm interested in. So I always thought like school was um, correlated with success. I need to go back to school to go wow. up the ladder. So yeah, and that's how I just left. And I'm so happy I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad because you could definitely hear the excitement and the lessons learned uh, along the way. So I'm grateful and I'm happy that you did that for yourself. So tell me about the conversation you had with yourself before you even made that decision. Oh, it was um, it was around, around that time I um, I really needed to ground myself and I had to like I was I was stressed. I, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure, mm. so the stress was through the roof. I was internally I think I hit rock bottom, mentally and inter mentally I hit rock bottom and I turned to. Um, God, I started praying. I started praying more. I became more um, in tune with my faith and I started meditating. I started um, basically doing things that made me feel better. So that I was just like living a healthy and cleaner lifestyle, gymming, and really meditation and praying. And through prayers is where I got that confidence and belief that I made it this far. There's nothing that I shouldn't be able to tackle and you know it just gave me that reassurance that no matter what i have got on my side i will get through it i can get through it and that's what really kind of pushed me and those are pushed me to take that leap of faith it was just like again coming back to like yo understanding what is it that you bring to the table what is it that you can finesse and everything yeah. and it's just like you got the package. Just go with it. Go run with it, and just figure it out. You'll never things never work out the way you want it to. But you, you made it this far, figuring things out, and you can make the next twenty five years figuring things out. Just have that belief. And for me, um, prayer, praying, and meditation really helped because I have so many thoughts in my head, and I just like I always think of all the negatives. Mm. So uh, when I like tackle a situation, I think of the negatives. I think of all the risks that I'm going to be taking and what might not come to my advantage. But I never focus on the positive, and that always deters me from taking that step forward. So it was just more like focus on the positive, positives, and stop taking that question, what if, what if. Take that out of your head. And yeah, once you do that, it's, it's, it's amazing what you can discover. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, well said. So tell me, who are your daily inspiration that keep you going you know um my daily inspiration would actually have to be my friends and family and people like you you know i've always was inspired by you from like day one that we met you know i i'm just that type of person where i like to surround myself with people that are 10 times better than me and i see you palma as one of them well, nowhere near there. <laughs> I, but thank you but it's really my friends that have those strong work ethics that are go-getters that are hustlers that don't like to settle for average and they always want to like be that one percent and i like that because like sometimes i know my flaws i know i'm lazy i know like I'll lose, um, I have ADHD, I'll lose focus. And when I surround myself with these amazing group of talented individuals, I see what they're doing. I see you like working a full-time job and pursuing your passion and not letting any obstacles come in your way. So that's like, yo, if he can do it, there's no reason where I can't, I should be slacking when I quit my job and I have all the free time, you know? So for me, it's really um, people that I surround myself that I'm so lucky to have to, to call my friends and family. and 
even my partner and my amazing boyfriend who busts his ass every single day to make sure the team is good, that the team, you know, they're all investing in a vision that, you know, they all contribute their personal feelings towards and him that we as put as a leader, you know, to guide us through that because of being more experienced and stuff. Like, you know, just making sure that he makes sure the team wins and we all see the vision through and seeing him bust his ass is more motivation and inspiration on my end to be like, yo, keep going, stop slacking. There should be no reason why you're slacking and you're just, you know, doing the bare minimum to get by. So now let's focus on the table really quick right uh creating these underground dining experiences that make you feel at home and you said it gives the opportunity for people to come in and being able to share stories you know share those common passions but the one thing that all brings us together is food what's one thing that you hope individuals and people that come to the table what's one thing that you hope they can take away from it um I think first and foremost, uh, foremost, uh, an amazing experience because I do think the human interaction is a divine element when it comes to experiences and um, food is just a vessel that brings people closer together. Mm -hmm. So I really want our guests to just be like, yo, I had a great time. I met so many people that I can share stories with that can relate to my struggles and my journey. And we got to have all these amazing conversations that inspired me and motivated me over some bomb ass food. I mean, that's exactly what I got. You know, um, when I went to the table, I had an opportunity to share my story, mm -hmm. um, but also the first time I ever tried shrimp. You know, that yeah, was oh, that's exactly, the other part that we right. want people. We want people to like get out their comfort zone, not just in storytelling and meeting people, but we want them to get out of their comfort zone and try stuff that they never tried. Right. Because I used to be like that person. I was the pickiest person. I never had red meat or anything. I did, I used to have a chicken diet. That's all I had. Chicken diet? Just chicken. What does that consist of? Just, just chicken? chicken. I didn't eat any other meat until just chicken. Yeah. Wow. that's. And it wasn't until like the last 10 years where I started like, you know, indulging and trying different things but i needed that one person to push me it was always someone else that put me onto something mm -hmm. and pushed me to get out of my fears and stuff so for you i was that person where you never had shrimp yeah never had shrimp did you get the oysters i think you were the like oysters yeah the you oysters were scared of, sure. i was scared of a lot of stuff that scared. i saw play. yeah <laughs> he was like i never had seafood i was like right. what yeah but it was it was so delightful and tasteful and i still remember it because it was jerk shrimp yes and yes. it was just like it kept the Louisiana me wanting more. Cajun, yep, yes. exactly. Cajun, not so, jerk. Oh, Cajun. excuse me, Cajun. Yeah, <laughs> it was Cajun jerk. I mean, Cajun shrimp. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, with the shrimp and grits. Right, yeah. and then just the presentation that's in it. You know, it gives you the opportunity to really funnel those conversations. And the best thing is, is that you're supporting somebody that you that's know, annoying. you know, that you know that's going through it and that you have history with. You know, so. Yeah. That's kind of the best thing. So now you said a lot of people pushed you along the way. Yeah. Are you pushing people along their way now? I, I would hope I do that through food. That's the only way I choose to now is to push people through food. I think that's the best way I can connect with people because I love, you know me, I'm a fat ass. I love talking <laughs> about food. I love if there's something that you've never tried. I'm like, let's go, let's go take you here. Mm -hmm. And from that, it just starts a conversation. And what I've noticed is that food, it has the, you know, we take food for granted. Because if you think about it, 
all your fondest memories with your families and loved ones, there's food always there, you know? It's what, again, it brings people together and it allows for different conversations to come up at a table, whether it's social issues and causes to um, personal journeys and struggles. There's, there's nothing that you can't talk. It's the universal language. Mm -hmm. So for me, is I choose to use food to not only tell my story and my journey of what I'm going through, but in hopes of having other people to try things that they never had, be more open-minded, and really push them to get out of their comfort zone. And that's it. Absolutely. And if I can do that through food, then, damn. Those are, like, keep, getting away from that job was the best thing then. Yeah, I'll be happy. Absolutely. Someone's um, looking back a couple of years from now and stuff, you know, you you were pursuing somebody other's dreams and you were working for somebody else and this never kind of came in the vocabulary, right? And even before that, you know, we went to school together. So, you know, we did what we had to do to make it out, right? We, we, we wanted to pursue our dreams and what we thought our dreams really looked like. But then again, along the way, you start to learn a lot of things about yourself. Looking back, what would you tell your younger self? To not to do things for other people. I think for me, it was I was doing things. As being like first generation, right? I took that, and the oldest, I took that pressure on um, providing for my family. Mm -hmm. And I thought the only way I could do that is to really um, go for that American dream. And that comes with capital and financial stuff, you know? So I thought I had to get like six-figure jobs to really get my family out the struggles and just be able to like fulfill my purpose and i feel like you know i don't I, I think coming from like an asian descent and i'm sure many not even asian like children of immigrant family you know our parents came here they bust their ass they invested in us when they should have invested in themselves Absolutely. some of them you know and it's like you i don't know about other people but i have that guilt feeling like it's like I need to take care of them. I need to make sure they're good. Like they did all this struggle and hard work to invest in me. I need to get a career that pays it off that mm -hmm. they want, you know? And though my parents never was like, you need to be, they're not like the typical where like, you need to be a right. doctor, you need to be an engineer and stuff. It was always me that was like, I need money. Money's for me. I always thought of like money is the answer to all my problems. And I was a very like, you know, money obsessed person. I needed to work three jobs just to live that comfortable. It was like, I never wanted to be able to be in a position where money was the reason why I couldn't get something. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that, was, that also comes into like, I didn't want to take risks and stuff. I thought money was the best way to get whatever I want, my dreams and everything is the easiest. Mm -hmm. I wanted, the, I took the easy, I wanted the easiest route. And you, only, you can only do that when you have money. So um, I would tell my path, like, past self to just if i'm passionate about something just go for it and just invest all your time into it because that at the end of the day is what's going to really get to where you want to go like if you can find passion and mix your passion with like a financial stability that's the best combo right so though i'm restarting all over again like i had so many people telling me like yo you're gonna be miserable i was like no no you know i was so naive and stubborn i didn't want to listen to them and now i'm just like fuck they were right, and now I have to start all over again. So I would tell myself, I, I'm so jealous of people who believed in themselves and their passion from the very beginning and was willing to put that hard work in and just, you know, hope, pray for a miracle and take that risk. Mm. Because now 
they're taken off, right? I'm just now starting my journey. So if I'd done that past in the past, I probably would have been in a better place. But you know, to each their own. Everyone has their own time of when you know things happen for them. So absolutely, yeah. But looking back now, you know, you provided so much, so much clarity. Do you think you would have learned the lessons you learned no. if you were to pursue your passion from the start? I think it would be a whole different set of lessons. I think, again, it, to each their own, you have to go through your mistakes to figure out what works for you as That's an individual. True. So if I went through though, if I went, pers- if I went on the path to pursue my passion in the beginning, I would probably have a whole different set of lessons that I would have learned that I'm now learning. So it's just different journeys, different struggles, different experiences, and they make you who you, um, who you are supposed to be. So. Absolutely. And, um, what are you most grateful for now? I am most grateful for um, my friends and family and like supporting fans, I would say. Like, you know, um, I say it in all my dinners that, um, damn, I wouldn't get this far without the support of all these um, individuals that don't even know me, that mm. just sees me and hears my story. And they're just like, yo, we're rooting for you, you know? so. I'm very grateful for them because I feel like I know I'm still growing as a person and there's a lot of things about me that I want to change that if I didn't have them that maybe I would have like stopped in my journey and I would give I would throw in the towel and give up so yeah I'm thankful for them because whether they realize it or not they're the ones that keep me going they're the one who pushes me to um, really strive for excellence and you know make it so yeah, I'm grateful for them because they're also, you know, they're like that motivation supporting thing. Like if I'm slacking, it's like, no, I have eyes on me now. People are watching me. People are rooting for me. I need to keep going. Like I can't stop. And sometimes, you know, this journey is fucking hard as hell. There's so many struggles and it's just tough. So you want to throw in the towel many times and it's just like, you know, you got to keep going. So for me, it's like, People who are supporting me, people who don't know me and supporting mm. me. So Absolutely. that's the biggest thing for me. Give me a hug. <laughs> Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh. Yeah. I hate that question. I that appreciate the worst. <laughs> it wasn't even on. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um Munzi. I appreciate you so much. Um you've succeeded from all the the people that said you weren't gonna ever amount to anything. You've been able to uplift those around you. You've been able to inspire me, inspire, like you said, a lot of people that don't that don't even know you. And that's the level of inspiration that you've been able to give off to the world, you know. And Table will continue to achieve lots of success as you continue to pursue your passion and continue to do what you love. You know, I think the biggest thing is that the biggest thing is that. Sometimes you're the only one that believes in it, yeah. you know, until people see the value in it. Mm-hmm. And that's the starting, that's the starting points, right? You have the starting to, is the hardest. Yeah, and, and you started, and you more than started because you had 15 plus dinners already. You know what I'm saying? I follow you on the gram. I see, I see what you're doing, you know. Um, being able to create an experience is the thing that people enjoy, and it just continues, and it, it keeps them coming back. So I just wanted to say thank you, thank you just for being so sincere. Um, your legacy is already in the making. Now, with the table, what are some things that we should be expecting at the table and how do we best support you? 
Um, so right now the table has taken um, a back step just because I have this amazing opportunity where I get to open a restaurant with my boyfriend and my partner wow. along with a few others and I never thought in a million years I would be able to even get to this point just because of like all the resources and finance that goes behind um, opening something like this at this cal caliber so to be able to be brought on to a project like that and just learn because my dreams have always been that I want to open my own restaurant. Wow. So even though I'm not opening the restaurant of my dreams, I get to play a huge role in opening a restaurant in New York City. So all the ideas and things that I think is going to make a restaurant a hit, I get to apply it and I get to um, experience what the process is of from seeing a space that's empty to really building into an environment where people create experiences. So I think that's such a great opportunity and one that I'm so grateful for. So right now that has taken a lot of my time and hopefully we're gonna be opening in uh, September. So watch out for that. Nice. The Monkey King is coming to Bushwick. So right now we, um, I'm actually working on a new menu, which is a, a night in Bangladesh. It's a very Bengali influence um, menu that's gonna, it's my representation of what it means to be Bengali American in New York City, um, a city of melting pot. So really what I'm doing is putting an innovative twist on um, classical dishes and flavors with um, inspiration from neighboring cuisines like Mexican, Peruvian, um, European cultures and bringing it back. And the only reason I'm doing that is because um, in my culture, the restaurant industry is like looked at at the bottom. Like that's like, you know, bottom feeders. It's not a white collar job. Is it white collar or blue collar? Blue collar. Blue, blue collar. It's not a blue collar. It's not a prestigious. You're busting your ass in the kitchen. Or it might be white collar. I don't know. I forget. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not one of those prestigious jobs that people like to brag about. Oh my, you know, my daughter's in the restaurant. Like my parents are so against what I'm doing right now, and it's it's taken um, uh, an effect on our relationship. But and then this is what I want. And um, Bengali cuisine right now, it's really not out there, or it's considered Indian. And what I really want to do is change that um, perspective, what people see Bengali cuisine to be, and really take it to and elevate it to a next level where it can compete with like you know French cuisine and Italian cuisine, things that are you know that you, people see as the highest level. And I say this, but I mean, my dreams is to actually become the first restaurant that's Bengali cuisine that has a Michelin star. And in the culinary world, getting the Michelin star, it's like the highest prestigious award you can ever get. Wow. And to be able to do that for like a third world country, it's something that people overlook and do it for my culture and my home. That's like such a huge goal. And I think that's, what I'm trying to strive for and I know the standards and requirements that come with that is really high so it's just I know I'm gonna have to just put my head down and just put in that work and just go for it but the table is coming back we're hosting our first ever um, networking cocktail event and 
it's around Bengali New Year, which is called Pohela Boishak. And growing up, I never got to experience a Bengali New Year because it's usually the moms and the aunties and it's just like old people doing their thing. So I wanted to create one that our generation can associate with. So I'm having like, you know, Bengali um, inspired hors d'oeuvres and then Bengali inspired cocktails and just having a night where people can come together, connect with different creatives in the industry. Um, I want to really promote heavily um, entrepreneurs to come through and just mingle and network because it's through my networking that I got into this position where I'm able to create these opportunities for myself and really um, strive to make my dreams come true. So I want to have an event where people, other people can do that. So I'm showcasing different talents and just giving other creatives a platform to showcase their um, passion and how we can bring everyone together and all win together as a team. So yeah. Wow, I'm in there. Yeah, you have to. I <laughs> um, got octopus for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can we follow you? You know, uh, tell us more about the table. Like, where where can we find information? Uh, so you can follow the table at thetable.nyc. Um, our website is thetable-nyc.com, and then you can also follow me at my personal page, which is Omunzi, uh, O H H M U N Z Z Y Y. So it's like the alphabet there. <laughs> but uh, Munzi, thank you so much for just being here, for being so sincere, authentic. Um, again, much success. I wish you all the best on the table and all your endeavors and all of the lessons and the goals that you have for yourself thank you for just being yourself always and for being an inspiration for us for no everything. i mean i want to thank you and thank off the cuff for giving me a platform to tell my story i i know when you first reached out to me i was so nervous i was like oh shit you know i'm a cry baby i don't want to cry um but i know that's like one of the obstacles that i need to face and i think what you're doing is such an amazing thing and i've known you for what eight years now yeah. you've always been such an eloquent speaker you're very motivational you're one of those people that inspired me all throughout college so for you to do something like this it's like it's not a surprise like this is Christian Palma at his finest right Thank so I'm you. so happy that you're taking that initiative to start working towards something that I think is your true dreams and where I really think you fit in and I can't wait to see what off the cuff is gonna you know provide in the future and i just see great things for it so thank you it's such an you know it's such a um grateful and um opportunity and a blessing to be here so absolutely well thank you Monzi. this wouldn't be possible if it was without you right so thank you just for being here and for being so so supportive and just being <laughs> so authentic you know what i'm saying and and i just appreciate your story so much so i wish you all the all the best for the table ongoing success and let's work to get that star. Yeah. yeah let's definitely oh. work that to that star. <laughs> and there you have it. That was Off the Cuff with Munzi Yudin. Thanks you all for tuning in. Until next time. Again, my name is Christian Palmer with Off the Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration. Oof. That's good. She's about to So that gets the shirt. No. Self-delivery. Self-development. Self-development. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, okay.